Hey folks, welcome back to the Ronin Rabbit, a Usagi Jimbo fan podcast. I'm your host, Edmore. Beware, there will be spoilers as I'm looking at volume four of Usagi Jimbo, issue number 17 from IDW. Now, if you do wish to feedback, you can tweet me at Teal Productions, Teal like the color. I post the episodes on the Usagi Jimbo fan and Usagi Jimbo dojo Facebook pages. BigTimeNoise.com slash RoninRabbit is the website where the episodes go up. UsagiPodcast at gmail.com is the email where the podcast can be reached. And just another fanboy.freeforums.net is where the forums are should you wish to avail yourself of those. Volume 4, number 17 from IDW, on sale March 24th, 1921. 1921, wow. 2021, rather. The story entitled Tengu War Part 2. Now, a uh, quick look at our dramatis personae include the evil Yaban leader of the Guin Tengu, I believe is, is how it's pronounced. I'm not really sure, to be honest. G-U-H-I-N. They're a, a lower order of Tengu. Um, that tribe is tired of the way they're treated, tired of being uh, the, the lowest caste of Mountain Tengu. Uh, they have decided that they are going to usurp Suzobo, who is the Daitengu in charge of the uh, local Karasu Tengu tribe. We also are introduced to Lady Nozomi, who is Suzobo's wife, and Buichi, who is a definite uh, Karasu Tengu, in that they are purported to look like crows, crow Tengu. Tengu uh, is a mischievous kind of uh, yokai. Yokai is a, a supernatural spirit or supernatural being. Now, Sotsobo is such that he is um, a strong enough spirit that he is looked at at times in, in some folklore as kind of a, a king, a leader. Uh, so he is not just another uh, Tengu, another Daitengu. Dai um, he has a distinctive appearance. He's red-faced, long ears, long nose, often described as looking like a um, a mountain herb uh, hermit. Uh, I believe they're called a, a Yamabushi mountain mountain hermit. So he, he has more human characteristics than, say, the Guin or uh, the other Karasu, Tengu, and, and some of the others. So a lot of different spirits here, a lot of different references studying that uh, we definitely can tell that Mr. Sakai has done. At one point, we uh, he, he even drops a reference to a Minamoto no uh, Yoshitsuna. Yoshitsuna? Uh, I apologize. I am being terminally Caucasian again. Uh, and, uh, an individual who was a, a known Japanese warrior who allegedly studied under the Tengu much as uh, Usagi has studied under Tengu because we get a reference from uh, Lady Nozomi as she's speaking with Sutsobo about uh, the readiness, the abilities of Usagi and he indicates Sutsobo, uh, Sutsobo indicates that it has happened before and drops that reference to Yoshitsu uh, Yoshutsni, I apologize. I know that can't be right. So, um, I'll move away from the pronunciations here that I'm butchering and, and get to the story. 
We have the uh, Gowen that have surrounded the home of Sutsubo, where Usagi and he are, Usagi having stopped to visit an old friend, quote-unquote, uh, rather a sensei, as it turns out. The Guin, uh, again, are, are tired of their place. They're wanting to elevate themselves by defeating the other Tengu of higher order, although, I mean, I, I, you know, they, they may physically take their place uh, on the mountain, but I, I don't know that that is necessarily going to change their, their status or, you know, what they have or don't have. But there's a group of them, and again, I have indicated they look very much to me like werewolves. That that's I have a very hard time uh, believing otherwise that I am so ingrained in lycanthropy and how that has been represented. But there's uh, seven, seven or eight of them that have surrounded the shack here, and they all attack. We have several pages of fighting between uh, the two sides. The series is three panels per page, elongated panels, and there are three, four, five, six pages. It, it just seems to be an ongoing battle until finally, uh, just as Suchobo and Usagi realize that, well, you know, maybe we're outnumbered and we're going to lose this, so uh, at least we'll die heroes. Something comes swishing and switting and swooping, killing these going from the back and that is where we see the appearance of Lady Nozomi, who has a very uh, distinctive humanoid look, except for very, very long ears uh, that, that go upwards, are, are rigid. She does have purple hair, so I guess that might set her apart. And the interesting thing is that she has a mask, although it's lifted up and sitting on her forehead like she's you know removed it so she can see. That makes her appear uh, very much to be a diet. Uh, Daitengu, D-A-I-T-E-N-G-U, just like Sotsobo. So I, I guess, I don't know. Uh, she never puts the mask down. Maybe it's a like a war mask that she wears, and, and she did have it on, but since she's not fighting, she's not wearing it. I don't know. Uh, and then we see a bunch of the other uh, Karasu Tengu floating and flying around here that have, have arrived to help her. The former Sotsobo tribe... Uh, tribe that he was leader of knows what's going on and they're very much aware that the Guin are massing for some sort of attack and so they have come to I don't know if they've come necessarily to where Sotsobo is or if they have come to where this incursion of the Guin have occurred one or the other combination of the two maybe but the uh, werewolfy looking dudes retreat they are pursued by the Karasu Tengu with the idea of killing all of them so that word of whatever they have found out doesn't get to the main uh, Guyan attack force. Conversation here between Lady Nozomi and Sotsobo about Usagi and being human, not Tengu. And, you know, he, he's not going to be as good a fighter as we are. The uh, Tengu are very well known in the yokai world, I guess, and, and perhaps even in the human world, for being adept swordmasters. So their Lady Nozomi is, is kind of hesitant to accept Usagi in, even though, I mean, he's, you know, he's not human, right? Obviously, he's a rabbit, so he's different from humans anyways, particularly the uh, Yashutsni, Yashutsni, Minamoto no Yashutsni, um, that was referenced 
And she says, okay, well, we'll accept you, but you have to beat my number one, Buichi, to uh, take, take your place among us. And Usagi agrees, and then he finds out from Suchobo that it is a fight to the death. So they stand off, and they, they get their battle on here. A third of the page panels, and then uh, one of those areas that is a third of the page broken into two panels. So it's four panels per page on several pages as they fight. Some panels... Uh, the the uh, convention seems to have gone to essentially three panels per page. And that is the basic art unit. And then those thirds are divided into two panels if need be. So there's anywhere from three to six panels per page. Um, and I, I, I believe I've noticed that Mr. Sakai has gone to that pretty, pretty convincingly. Here's one where one of the one-third page panels is cut into three rather than two, but predominantly three panels per page starting out. So uh, several four- and five-panel pages here in the fight, and then the culminating uh, battle panel is a two-thirds page, one-third page, two-panel arrangement with Usagi finally disarming Buichi, and rather than killing him, Usagi indicates that the need for swords is great, and so there's, you know, why waste a, a solid sword arm when they can be used in the upcoming battle. So Lady Nozomi acquiesces and uh, calls Usagi wise, although I, I don't suspect she really means that because, you know, the Tengu, uh, they may seem not very cutthroat uh, in, in how they act and behave. Uh, the bottom line is they are very cutthroat. Uh, they, they live in a very uh, live-and-die world. So, you know, if you're not one, you're the other. Um, very, very high levels of honor, uh, as we have seen with Sotsobo losing a hand and thus losing his place in the tribe. And that is why he's out here living the hermit life in the woods, because he was disgraced in battle by the loss of his hand, which we do, uh, we are told that Yaban, the leader that took his hand of the other Tengu tribe, wears it around his uh, neck as a as a necklace, as a memento. So now we have uh, panels going back and forth as Sotsobo and Lady Nozomi are um, eh, pushing and pulling for who's going to lead, but Nozomi finally acquiesces yet again because she realizes that his ability to lead, whether or not he deserves it or should be leading, but his ability to lead means that Sotsobo is, is the best to do it. So she uh, takes a step back from leadership of the tribe and allows him to set who's going to do what and where and when and everything like that. Not necessarily lead, I guess, but but military dictate. He is the <laughs> He's the Tengu Shogun as opposed to the Tengu Emperor. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's a, a good analogy or not. So everybody uh, starts setting up. The um, Crow Tengu are dispatched in one, you know, in a one re perimeter. And again, a re is three point nine kilometers, which equates to like uh, eh, roughly, I think, two and a half miles. So there's going to be a two and a half mile circle from the campsite, and all the lookouts are going to be posted there. Should anything happen, should they see anything, don't engage, report back. Those are the, the rules that are set. 
but that's pretty much where everything ends. We have a little scene here between Usagi and Sochobo where Usagi is, uh, is questioning, you know, whether he is really going to be of use here. And then the final panel, we see that Buichi perhaps is not uh, overly pleased with the fact that he was defeated by this Ronin rabbit. And so he's kind of watching uh, the proceedings. I predict that he will uh, choose a rather inopportune time to try to exact uh, honor revenge on Usagi. So we'll see how that goes down. So uh, several terms that ma mainly that I have uh, looked up that I've used, the, the term yokai, which is um, supernatural spirits of vast, vast types in Japanese folklore. Tengu being one of those types of spirits. Lady Nozomi introduced the human Minamoto no Yushitsune, and we have the crows or the Karasu Tengu. We have, we find out that uh, Suchobo is a Daitengu. He is the, uh, which is a kind of the uppermost type of Tengu that lives in these mountainous areas. The He appears as a human hermit. Um, that's what he looks like roughly. The werewolfy creatures are the Gushin and then the distance marker Re. Next time out, uh, first of all, let me apologize, guys. This this episode really, I, I tried to do my best and apparently I didn't prepare very well. This was a very stuttery, broken with pronunciation and everything like that. I typically try to do a little bit better. I don't know what happened this episode. I just didn't come out very well. I know I butchered most, if not all, of the names other than my own um, and perhaps Usagi. So if this has been a little difficult to listen to, I apologize. I'll try to work things out, be a little bit better prepared in the in the future, particularly if I'm going to add more than what's in the in the comic book. What's in the comic book is usually pretty simple to do. Mr. Sakai keeps it that way. I run afoul when I do research and want to introduce things that are not in the comic book and turn out to be in a language that I do not speak. So I, I fumble and I, I try to do my best, but I think this episode, I'm going to go ahead and keep this and I'm, I'm going to post it. But I, I think this was not perhaps one of my best efforts. And I apologize for that. And I thank you if you're still listening. If not, I'll, I'll see you guys next time. That's cool. Next time out, I'm going to be looking at Usagi Ojimbo Volume 3, issue number 58, that went on sale in June, or on June 26th of 2002. Again, apologies, guys. I'll do better in the future. Thanks a lot. Ciao.